And we're back. What is this, episode 11? I have Something no like that? Fuck. Sure. It's been two months since we did one or something like that. Yeah, but it has been a while. But it's not, at least on my side of the table, it's not because I'm slacking. I'm busy getting after it out there. How's that? Well, uh, I've lost... <laughs> you want to read it? No. No, so I, I, I started eating... Uh, actually... Joe Rogan had this guy on, his name is Mark Sisson, and he's got this book right here. It's called Two Meals a Day. The dude's 67 years old, and he's fucking jacked. Yeah. He's been eating this way for 30 years. He looks great. I mean, if you look him up, he's he's pretty cool. Uh, that episode of Rogan, I definitely recommend it. And then, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, get the book for sure. But he basically eats like, he calls it two meals a day because he does kind of eat twice a day. Yeah. But he, he almost named it a meal and a half a day. <laughs> Because he eats kind of like a light lunch, and then he'll have like steak, a steak and salad or something for dinner. How many calories does he consume? Does he consume maybe less? He's or? not. Well, it ends up being less because I think – so he does 16 to 18-hour fasts every day. Okay. So I think what happens is your your stomach probably shrinks a little bit yeah. in that time frame. At least that's the one thing I noticed. Like, so I've done a couple 48-hour uh, fasts now, and – at the end of it, I'm not even hungry. It's really weird. You kind of have to make yourself eat, mm-hmm. and uh, you you feel full on much less. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. So, I would just say, even if my meals are about the same size as they used to be, I'm not eating three times a day. So right there, you're gonna cut your calories by thirty some percent. Yeah, for sure. But the biggest thing I've done is I, I cut out. You know, pretty much everything processed, all the industrial seed oils, he really goes into that in the book and how... Yeah, what's the deal with those? Because I've heard really bad things about those. Yeah, so like, for example, canola oil. Yeah. You know, a t- or, or even like if we... Something that's good, like avocado oil is really good for you. It's a good fat. But the issue becomes is when you get into the cheaper uh, versions of it, they, they heat the the mash or whatever they have up. Mm-hmm. Or they'll use chemical solvents to pull extract more product out. Okay. So what you're looking for is like, you know, your cold pressed olive oil, your cold pressed um, avocado oils. Just use regular butter, like grass fed butter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find most of these things at Kroger, you know, Meyer nowadays. Well, because when you heat it up, doesn't it like hydrogenate the fats or something? It can. Yeah, yeah. So the the what happens? So it takes what was maybe a good fat and turns it into a bad fat, basically. Exactly. And when your body stores that, like let's say when you're eating a high carbohydrate diet, your body ends up storing the fat and kind of like a weird, I don't remember the terminology, but like a weird fat cell that your body's going to like, when they, when you get into ketosis or you're in a fast, your body's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, how do I burn this? This is a weird, you know, fat molecule. So that's why like a lot of people, their stomach fat's like the last thing to go. Cause that's yeah. like the first, you know, for like a balance and evolutionary standpoint, it wouldn't make sense to stack all of our fat around our neck. Right. You know, we'd all fucking be falling over and shit. Big old fat titties. Right. So, you know, it ends up being in your waist is the last spot. But, yeah, I feel great, man. I'm down like 38 pounds. That's and awesome. And, like, uh, since, like, middle of February. Did we? Did you make a New Year's resolution? I know we did, like, a post-New Year's episode where I tried to say some things that I was trying to do. I didn't make one. No. No, I just – I – um I don't know. I just, I, I heard that podcast and I was kind of, you know, doing a little bit like cutting more and more of the bread out or, 
you know, you go somewhere and have a sandwich and only take like, if I'm having a burger, maybe I'll take the top bun off, Yeah. you know, but now I've cut it out completely. And what's, what's been the most fascinating part for me is when you just like, you've got to live, you've got to enjoy your life. So, you know, everyone's you are going to have a slice of pizza. Well, once your body is in this state where you're not feeding it a bunch of bullshit and you have a slice of pizza, that fucks you up for like that, the rest of that yeah. day. So it just, it kind of, it's a positive feedback loop on keep doing what you're doing. Stay on the right. path. Which is good because then you think, oh man, the last time I ate pizza, I felt like shit for two days. For sure. So it makes you reconsider, do I really want to do that again? I don't really want to go through all that shit. Exactly. I Yeah, I've done that myself. I've got a goal to have abs by the end of the year. I think it's achievable. Oh, I think it's definitely achievable. I don't even think it'll take that long. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to set a realistic goal so that way, you know, you don't get hard on yourself and fall off like, ah, fuck it. You know, it didn't work out. I'm going to go back to drink. Oh, the other thing I haven't done is I have hardly been drinking any alcohol. I think that's huge. I mean, it's huge. I mean, I'm noticing it in my checking account. Yeah, for <laughs> you <sure>. know, <laughs> Like I'm spending a little bit. And that's the other thing I would say. So a lot of people, you know, you start going to a grocery store and they have like grass-fed ground beef, right? Yeah. It's like Simply Truth or whatever brand Kroger carries is like yeah. what I'll buy sometimes, right? Yeah. But it's like $7 a pound. Yeah, it's a lot. Like ground beef, the standard like Kroger brand in the in the styrofoam, I mean, that's like three ninety nine, four dollars right. $4 a pound. So you're going to spend more. But what I notice is it, it goes a lot further. Like I made that spaghetti I was telling you about before we started last night. And I probably only ate like it was two pounds of ground beef, a can of sauce, which the sauce like had no preservatives, no sugar, stuff like that. And uh I used some uh, zucchini noodles that I okay. just bought from like the frozen frozen section. And the portion I ate was pretty small compared to what I would, you know, a month and a half ago I would have made myself. Yeah. But when I got done, I was like thinking about having a second one. I'm like, I think I'm fine. Like I don't it's it's weird. That's what happens when food isn't an addiction. Man, what I went to Costco today, and just when you look around at the people that are walking around the store, I see a lot of food addicted. You know, I mean, they're they're bigger, they're walking kind of funny, like their posture's sort of slumped over. Sure. And it just made me think, yeah, I, I can see that these people are all I, I, food addicts, and then they get all that bulk food because you get more for your money at Costco, you know, but you have to buy it in bulk. Well, then you you get used to eating more because the portions are so much bigger. Sure. Yeah, I think even even on the um, other end of that spectrum, people who look healthy, I think our country has very much become a a food addicted culture. Like so. food is a reward. You know, it's like what do you do when you have like a big life event? You go have a meal together, and that's a good thing, mm -hmm. right? That's a very positive thing, and it's okay to do that. But I think you know, as a society, we're looking for this exclamation to break up the day. Like yep. you're, you know, you and I we work twelve hour shifts, you know. And it's like if we bring some bomb-ass macaroni and cheese and you got like a big piece of chicken or something, it's like, fuck, that's going to be so good at like 1 in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, it splits up my day. Bomb-ass macaroni and cheese. That does sound good. It does. Does that still sound good to you right now? It does sound that okay. that fucking sounds kind of good to me too. It sounds good, but th I think there's probably a way to do it where you don't feel as shitty. You know, you use like a grass-fed cheese and you only use butter and then, you know, you supplement instead. Like I started doing these um, these little seeds. They're like they're called like shelled hemp hearts or something. Mm -hmm. Costco has them. Okay. They're really high in fiber, protein, and fat. And omega threes, I think. Yeah. So like, what I'll do is I'll sprinkle some of that on like I put it on that spaghetti because it just kind of thickens it up. It'll sure. soak up some of the 
degree or the you know the juice sort of expand in the a sauce. Yeah, and then I put a little bit of parmesan on it, and it's delicious. I always put uh, flax seeds and what's the other one? Chia seeds. Oh yeah, I hear those are in, good in my oatmeal. Yeah, they're supposed to be really good for you. They got if you look at the protein on chia seeds, it's it's a huge amount of protein right. in them. But I mean, you don't use a giant amount in your oatmeal. One of, one of the things that I think is real, like I said, I did a couple forty eight hour fasts, and I had to kind of make myself eat at the end. Like your your body, you know, the the whole logic behind this is once upon a time we were hunter gatherers. Mm-hmm. Okay, we couldn't go to the grocery store, we couldn't go to the fridge and grab food. So my guess is it would be, you know, like a pack of wolves. They probably eat like once a week. Yeah. Unlike our house dogs. You know, we feed them every day. Right. And uh, so when you when you go 48 hours and you only drink water, it starts to change between your ears. Like for me, it, it, that in itself changed my relationship with food. Now, I will say that if, you know, somebody off the street is eating – whatever, right? They're eating pizza, cheeseburger, McDonald's, even not bad stuff, right? But a lot of carbohydrates and they try to do that 48 hour fast. That is going to be a bit of a mental game. It's going to be a mental game because your body is used to that insulin production and and it's used to running on the, the fuel you give it. Now, if you become more what they call like fat adapted or, or in this book uh, by Mark, it's called um, metabolic flexibility. Your body can interchange between you putting fat and protein in it to using your stored fat. It's like it just switches back and forth. It's not even like a hard switch. What will happen if you come from like a standard American diet and you go into a fast, you're going to have all this hunger initially. And But if you can get past the one-day mark, it gets significantly easier because you're into that ketosis. Mm-hmm. You're into that, you know, your liver's producing ketones. To where it'll run on stored fat. Now, the issue becomes, you know, you, some people get headaches and things like that because they haven't start put their body into that ketosis state while giving it fuel. So you can get headaches and things, but in my experience, they're they're fairly mild, and the right amount of hydration can really be the key there. Put a little bit of Himalayan salt in your water, but I mean, just a tiny amount. You put too much in there and you'll be shitting some water. I wonder if, you know, I always wondered if when you stop eating, I I noticed that like if I work a night shift and I come home, you don't eat the entire night, right? But you're awake the entire night. And so I think your body is functioning a little bit differently. So when you go home to sleep, you have to piss like four or five times during the day while you're sleeping. Yeah. I always wondered if that was from not eating for such a long period of time and then during the day when you normally would be consuming food, you're not. So now your body's just like shedding water. And I always noticed that I would get like a headache. Yeah, I mean, it could that. be a little bit of an electrolyte imbalance, yeah. I would guess. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm no expert in right. this area, but I, I mean, I'm going off of what I feel. And another really cool thing uh, that he talks about in here is he, he talks about like a 21-day challenge. So you, you cut out all the processed shit to start, your grains, all that stuff. Then you cut out you cut out your you know your um, industrial seed oils is what he calls them your canola oils all these things you know try to just use butter and like you know cold pressed olive oil cold pressed um, avocado oil when you get to that part and and sugar sugar is the other big thing you got cut out but when you get into two, three weeks of that and you just listen to your body you only eat when you're hungry 
you'll start to find that like 16 hours without eating is not a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. It's actually what ends up happening. Yeah, I cook more now. Like I'm not eating anything out. But I eat so much less frequently. It's actually very, very convenient. Like today, if I, I went out and I ran some errands and I, I got lunch with my dad and it wasn't the best thing. I got like tacos from like a, a taco stand. Yeah. But I, I didn't eat shells or anything. It was just, I mean, it was veggie. And I'm sure they cook it with oils that aren't ideal. They're probably not. And but, it, just the act of cooking it could change the oil, right? Sure, sure. But but the chances are they're going to use a cheap, uh, you know, oil that they can get very easily. They yeah. could buy it in bulk. Yeah. You know, it, it, it like affects their gallon. bottom line. Yeah. Sure. So, but you, you start to listen to your body and you're like, okay, when I get up, I don't really need to eat breakfast. If I just, what happens is we all sweat in our sleep, right? So you end up a little bit dehydrated when you wake up. That's why typically you'll wake up your lightest. It's not necessarily a food thing. It's a water thing. You know, they say like the average person loses like 700 milliliters of water a night. Dude, these bodybuilders, I used to like watch videos. The one guy, I think, I can't remember his name, but he said he would lose between like seven and nine pounds overnight. Yeah. It's like, that is insane. That's right. an insane amount of water. And I'm like, dude, he's got to wake up and his bed sheets are just drenched. Well, and a lot of it comes out in respiration. You know, I think we lose water yeah. vapor and breathing and things like that. Letting your mouth hang open and it just evaporates out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, different things, you yeah, know. Sure. But, um, yeah, I noticed, like, if I just wake up in the morning, I take my vitamins and drink probably between 12 and 15 ounces, 12 and 20 ounces of water, just kind of on my drive to work. Mm-hmm. I feel fine. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't need, to be honest, what's interesting is I don't even feel like I need a cup of coffee most days, but it's, you know, a lot of it's getting enough sleep. You know, I think the, you talking about night shift, that's probably like the worst part of our job. Yeah. Like it's just, you're never getting in like a good sleep rhythm. So that's right. something we will always battle. You know, your sleep, there was a couple of years ago, there was this Joe Rogan podcast with this guy named Matt, um, Matt, Matthew Walker. Mm-hmm. And he's a neurologist that does sleep studies. And he talks about like, you know, when you get less than six and a half hours of sleep, it's a similar, it's not, it's not on that level, but it's a similar impairment to being on the influence of alcohol. That's and it's like, I don't ever get, not ever, like last night I probably got seven, eight hours, sure. but typically six, six and a half hours would be like a good night's sleep for me. Yeah, I always wondered that because I think there's a lot of people that do function okay on less sleep. I think it I think it depends on the person. For sure. But I mean, but, what do I know? I'm not the expert. But the other interesting what I was getting back to with like your the diet portion of that is when you don't get the proper amount of sleep, there's these two hormones that your brain controls the ratios of. One's called ghrelin and one's called leptin. One of them has to do with like how satiated you feel from eating. And the other one is kind of like your sweet tooth one. Like it's the one that makes you want to eat bullshit. And when you're not getting enough sleep, I don't remember which does which. That's ghrelin why I'm just. The, I think it's the. I've heard of ghrelin before. They said that's the one that makes you feel full. Okay. So what happens is that hormone decreases when you don't get enough sleep, and then the leptin levels increase. And if we're if we're remembering that correctly, but that one will make you want to eat the bullshit when yeah, you're I real tired. Sugar. Yeah, I mean sugar's fucking great, but. Like, oh, another thing, another strategy they have in there for like, um, you know, kind of sweets and treats type thing is a really high uh, percent dark chocolate. Okay. It's like a a 70 or 80. What are we talking? So he said, ideally, you'd like to get to 
um, you know, more of the boutique ones that don't use, because if you look at the ingredients, I have one I'll show you after the podcast, but if it says like, uh, cacao, is it cacao? Is that how you say I think it? That's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. So cacao beans, if that's like the first ingredient, that's a good one. Now, if it says cacao and then it's in parentheses and it says a chocolate liqueur, they end up doing this thing where like ro- they roast the beans and like there's some of the beans are good. Some of the beans are like maybe bad. So you're going to, it's going to be cheaper. But the idea is you want ones that don't have a bunch of bullshit. So like the one that I have in the kitchen, I'll show you after this. It's uh, it's got the beans, it's got some little bit of sea salt, and then I think it's got uh, like a small amount of cane sugar, yeah, and uh, co- maybe coconut oil or something in it. But it is bitter. But when you're not eating the sweets, like let's say you go a week, and you don't eat anything that's really sweet, and you eat that, it's pretty interesting. And the other thing is, it kind of gives you a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, it's got a little caffeine in it, maybe. Yeah, it's that, and then also, uh, this is kind of a weird part of it, so be careful where you eat your dark chocolate, but uh, horny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Apparently, it's an aphrodisiac like oysters. Like, it, I was ready to roll. <laughs> so, I've been doing a little bit of a different diet. What are you doing? I'm not being super, like, strict with it, but I've been doing uh, just, I'm, I'm going more plant-based, so you're sort of like, Avoiding the carbs, I'm sort of embracing them. But I did notice that when I eat sweet potatoes, it's the same fucking thing. I don't know what it is. I know sweet potatoes have a lot of potassium in it. It, There's this, it's sort of a joke, but they say like bananas have a lot of potassium. We've always like heard this in school, but actually Reese's Pieces have more potassium in them. Yeah, I remember we talked about that once. It was a total like the banana industry was trying to get people to fucking eat them. Yeah, you know? but like uh, sweet potatoes and black beans, they have a ton of potassium, and I don't know if that helps like hydrate you better and maybe like the more hydrated you are, like the more blood flow, I would think, that, that you would feel. I don't know, this is just, like, what, are you guess. getting better boners when yeah, you eat a sweet potato? Gets fucking, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, That's the one thing I have noticed from just eating better, and, and I think anybody, if they're listening, you know, do yourself a favor because, yeah, you might not get those spikes in endorphins when you eat junk food. Yeah, the ple- there's definitely anymore. a pleasure factor. But the the whole rest of your life is just – it's more enjoyable, you know. So you're trading one thing for another, but, I mean, you feel better. You look better, you know. Your dick's going to get way your harder. Your fucking dick gets hard. All that stuff. It, what's, what's funny is, we, is didn't, we didn't talk about this. It's funny that – how long have you been doing this? I would say I started maybe like late March. It was okay. right around when I got COVID, to be honest, which right. I think helped me not get so sick. But we'll go back to that later. Yeah, but that that's super interesting because I, for me, it's just like, you know, a, lo- a lot of mine is probably more like, uh, you know, I've always struggled with some level of mental health or just yeah. worrying about shit. The other thing I've been doing that's definitely helping with the weight loss, I've been working out extremely hard. And uh, so I don't. I don't think this is my original thing, but the saying I've been using is a tired body is a quiet mind. Mm-hmm. Like when you physically wear yourself the fuck out and you cut and you drench yourself, you lose two pounds sweating yeah. in a 40 minute to an hour workout. It's like, there's no inner chatter. There's yeah. no like worrying about what the neighbor's doing or, you know, whatever the example is, what your friends are up to. Like, There's a level of calm. Have you noticed? It's like a drug. A lot of these, like either bodybuilder addicted people or 
you know, sports superstars, megastars, whatever, have some sort of like childhood trauma. It's almost like they're they're trying to like quiet those voices by just killing themselves every time. LeBron James, you know, his father left when he was younger. Same thing with Michael Phelps. Um, C.T. Fletcher, he had an abusive father. So I almost wonder if the internal drive from a lot of these people are them trying to either mask the pain or or do something to, you know, they're struggling with that that childhood trauma. Have you ever followed, like, when uh, Joe Rogan and the other comedians have done, like, that Sober October? Yeah. Do, like, fitness challenges? Well, like, I think it was back in, like, 18 or 19, they, they all wore these fucking bands, okay? And the band, like, tracked your heart rate. Sure. And when you got it in certain areas, it would give you, like, two points per minute or per 15 minutes or something like that uh, for your, your output. And then they were seeing who could have the most points. Oh, that's a great idea. So we Rogan, need to do that. Yeah. So Rogan was he was like on the elliptical or the treadmill for like six, seven hours a day yeah. for like a week. I remember this. And story. he was doing like two a days, right? Yeah. And he talked about he was driving in traffic and that LA traffic at the time. I mean, it's fucking nuts, right? He's like, he didn't give a fuck. Like he just he had a podcast or music on it. And his analogy was so we have in our, you know, we have from our ancestors or whoever, we have this struggle as survival, right? Well, well, life is so fucking easy right now that there's no struggle. So his thought was, and I kind of agree with it now, that I've been working out so hard for the last three, four weeks and eating right, is if there's no struggle in your life, your mind's going to make it up. Yep. It's going to give you something to be – I'm always somebody who struggles with anxiety and overthinking. So anybody that's in college complaining about everything – that's what's the problem. That's that's your problem, basically. If you work out, I think it'll help. I think I, I tell my kids this too. You need to suffer a little bit every day. Make yourself suffer. If there is no suffering in your life, make it up. Do some exercise. You know, don't let yourself eat the Reese's pieces or the the Reese's peanut butter cups, whatever. My house is there's so much Easter candy in my house right now. It's awful. We uh, so I, I've been I've probably been cheat, cheating uh, meals or whatever, maybe like. Once a week, once every two weeks. Sunday, I kind of blew it out of the water and fucking probably ate thousands of calories of bullshit, like mm-hmm. sweets and stuff. Just, you know, I'd had a few drinks and just whatever. I had a great day. It was yep. a fucking awesome day. Do you give yourself cheat days? I, I mean, that wasn't like a planned one. Yeah. But it happened, and I didn't beat myself up about it. Yeah. I, you know what I did? I started out Monday fucking right back on the path. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, I, I just think if you don't, at least with me, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but if I don't f- make myself physically struggle, my fucking active mind will do it, and I don't need that. Yeah, it's it's one of the. So you could it, either. I feel like I unlocked the secret. You can to, either control your struggle, or you could let the struggle control you. Sure. In a sense, I like that. Yeah. So you could you could do something about it actively, or you could just passively let it, you know, run your mind in circles all day. Yeah, I mean. That's that's kind of one of those things that happens when I don't work out. Like today, so the last three days, I, I mean, I, physically, let's be honest, you do look better. I mean, oh, it's, it's it's definitely noticeable. I noticed it the other day when I saw you go out of your car. I was like, you know, I don't know what I said. I said something kind of shitty, like, oh, you said you weren't afraid of me anymore. <laughs> you're so skinny. You're not intimidating. You're not anymore. intimidating anymore. I was like, dude, I'm way scarier now. <laughs> now I can, now I have a little bit of stamina. You know, yeah, for it's sure. Like, 
me like it's funny because you know you think like big guy six foot five you know 270 277 oh, yeah. pounds that was my heaviest back in february okay that's your heaviest ever or just your heaviest yeah, lately? 278 279 i don't okay. i don't know if i broke 280 a couple years ago or not i can't really remember and it was before I got my gar- – dude, that Garmin scale, I'll show you the graph. You can trend your shit back as long as you've had the scale, and it oh, makes graphs. So it kind of looks like – like I, I texted Kaylee the one day. I was like – I texted her a screenshot, and I'm like, are you going to buy the dip and hold? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because all the stock shit all that was going stop. on. Yeah. But uh, – and, and she said something like, I like the stonk or something like that. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Why? It's going down. Yeah, that's all right though. You want this shit when it's down. You definitely down. want it to go down. Yeah, but like me at like t- I, today I weighed in. I think I was like right at two thirty eight last night before I went to bed. I was like two thirty seven and a half. I'm way fucking scarier. Yeah. In a like let's say we're talking about physical altercation at two thirty seven versus two seventy seven because I'm gonna get tired just trying to lay on top of you at two seventy seven. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, that forty pounds is going on you, but I got to move it around. Yeah. <laughs> My flexibility is better. Um, yeah, stamina you is obviously way better. You know what else I learned or I heard, and I don't know if it's true, but they say we're saying that um, if you eat well and you know your blood flow tends to get better, not just your normal blood flow, but to these tiny little capillaries, you know they're all throughout your skin. They go into your joints and stuff like that. They said what people don't realize is that if you can improve that. That can sometimes improve lower back pain. That can improve your knee pain or whatever. So it's not just carrying all the extra weight around. That's helping alleviate those things. It's actual like your blood flow is improving. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, Another thing that I think is really interesting with the going back to the fasting a little bit. So the first I'd been eating cleaner. I still hadn't. I wasn't at the point I am now in like getting rid of all the canola, all this shit. But um. So I did a 48-hour fast like over a weekend. Yeah. Like at, I was working days. So I had eaten at like 2.30 on a on Friday, and I didn't eat again until 12.30 on Sunday, so at 12.30 noon. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been having this neck pain that was really, really bad. Like it felt like somebody was kind of like pushing a screwdriver in there. You know what I mean? It was real tight. It went away during that fast. So what I've – Come to understand is there's this process your body does called autophagy mm-hmm. when you're not eating. So when you, we're constantly eating in the standard American way of, you know, three meals a day and some snacks here and there, there's so much resource available that all of your cells in your body are constantly replicating. Okay. Well, when there's not resources, you go into kind of like this survival mode where your body does system checks. And if there's a del- a cell, like a cancer cell or, or something that could create like a little tumor or whatever. Your body goes, ah, this this one I don't think we want to replicate. We've got limited resources. Let's trash this one. So what can happen is like there's a lot of doctors, um, you know, in the cancer field that think fasting is like one of the first things you should do if you find out you have a tumor or something. Like it could stop the growth of it pretty yeah. quickly, you know, just eating twice a week or three times a week or however you do it. You know, every other day you're eating or however you want to do sure. it. But it, it's, it's fascinating, like I said, that that – that two-day period, this neck pain that I had for two weeks prior was gone, like a switch. That's awesome. So that's been huge. But I've been since I've been working out so much and stuff, I've been going to the chiropractor. That's helping um, with just the aches and pains, joints and stuff like that. Did you know – so I read a book a long time ago. It was called The China Study. 
And without going into the details on that, basically what they did was they studied these Chinese people because there was such an explosion in economic growth that half of the population was sort of westernized or what we would call westernized. And the other half was still stuck in this, you know, agrarian, agrarian, they were farming, they were living off the land type of thing. And what they found is that the more westernized culture had heart disease, they had cancer, they had, you know, uh, clogged arteries, maybe they were starting to get more dementia and things like that. And the more agrarian parts didn't have any of that stuff. You know, they, they weren't suffering from any of these diseases. And I remember I was talking to a girl who was from Indonesia, you know, because I use these international dating apps or whatever. And I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Alzheimer's? I was just curious. And she's like, no, what's that? And I thought, well, maybe they call it something different. I was like, well, that's when, when you get older, you know, you start to forget a lot of things. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I heard of that once. And I'm like, what do you mean heard about it once? I mean, everybody that we know knows somebody probably that has Alzheimer's, whether it's somebody they know personally or somebody they know through another person. And she was almost like, oh, yeah, there's there's something like that out there somewhere. I've heard of it. But she'd never experienced anybody that had had it. I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, Alzheimer's is one of those things that kind of feels inevitable yeah. if you live long enough. Yeah. Like if something else doesn't take you out, right? And I think when we get back talking about processed things, it creates – there's a lot of inflammatory responses in the body. Yeah. And they're starting to find that inflammation is almost like the root – that's why yeah. the CBD thing – I think has actually helped some people with some issues is because they say that that's a pretty good anti-inflammatory. Um, well, this, they, they've, they've done, okay. So they've done these uh, studies where they actually could reverse heart disease. And so one of these guys, that's a big pro- proponent of the diet that I'm doing. His grandmother had heart disease and they're like, look, you need to get your affairs in order because your heart is so bad and it's failing. We can try to do surgery on you, but we're not sure if it's going to work. And somebody came along and they were like, why don't you just eat, you know, this, this whole foods plant-based stuff. Basically, you're eating super fucking clean. And he said that within two weeks, I mean, this is his own, his own grandmother, so of course if he sees this, he's going to know that it's true, but a lot sure. of people don't. It's anecdotal, but I mean, it's, it's one case, but still. Right, and he said within two weeks, you know, she was walking to the mailbox. Within no, four sure. weeks, she's she's walking around the block, and, you know, within a couple of months, she's playing tennis and shit like this. Well, she was supposed to be, be dead. And so they, they've actually done studies where they show that you can reverse heart disease with these diets. And now they're going to, they're trying to do these studies where they're going to see if the same mechanisms that cause heart disease, which is like constricted blood flow, you know, vessels and stuff dying off, if they can reverse Alzheimer's because it's the same sort of mechanism where certain parts of your brain stop getting blood. And this causes the, you know, gradual progression of memory loss and functionality and all this stuff. Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty interesting if they could do that. Well, they're start, like I say, I think there were kind of, there's a common, you know, you always talk here like antioxidants as being yeah. healthy and these different things, right? Well, they're starting to find, I think that, you know, cholesterol is not causing heart disease. It's inflammation. Like you just said, mm-hmm. restricted blood flow or restricted whatever in these different areas of the body. Uh, another guy that was on Rogan a, a couple months ago, his name is Dr. Mark Gordon, and he's been working with all these people with traumatic brain injury. A lot of them are guys who, special forces guys that got blown up, you know, Navy SEALs, Army Special Forces, you know, Marine Recon, whatever, who have been blown up, and they have these traumatic brain injuries. Well, he's figured out these uh, certain um, 
vitamins and minerals that you can take that will reduce inflammation in the brain to where these guys go from being suicidal and they can't like even be around their loved ones because they're just being fucking assholes and they're now they're not depressed and they're, you know, I mean, he's got some crazy, like I actually, the one he recommended for people who have had COVID-19, like he, he makes a supplement, it's called brain care two. And I, cause I was kind of noticing a little bit of like irritability and a little bit of just like not being able to concentrate, like beyond my ADD. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm on my second month of it. I mean, I, there, there was a few weeks there where I didn't take it, um, between bottles, but I'm, I'm on the second bottle of it. And I, I mean that and eating good and not eating inflammatory foods and stuff. I, I feel like a different person. I feel like my energy is just flat all day. Like I have energy all day. Yeah. It's not like when you eat, when we used to eat whatever pizza, let's say for lunch, like work buys us pizza and you get that fucking crash you an hour the, and 40 yeah, you minutes You get that later. rush at first and then it's like, man, I want some more pizza. That sounds good. Right. And what's crazy is you're eating so many calories. If you eat like four pieces of pizza, that's, that could be like your whole day's worth of calories, right? It could there. be 2000 calories very easily. Two hours later, two hours later, bam, you know, you're thinking. Yeah, some pizza sounds good. Yeah, there's some more left. I'm yeah. going to go eat that. That is crazy. And it's like... Pizza's got to be like one of the worst foods you can consume. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, getting back to the diet and the, the way I've been eating, you know, this guy, Dr. Or he's not a doctor. I'm sorry. Mark Sisson, he's been uh, he's been doing this for like 30-some years. Yeah. I mean, he he works out a lot. He, he's 67 years old, and he looks like he's about 40. That's crazy. And he's in better shape than both of us. <laughs> I mean, he's got a six-pack. You ever shit. see that dude, Ray Kurzweil? No. He takes a lot of supplements. He's, I don't know that he looks particularly great for his age or anything like that, but he was this guy that he was sort of a, maybe an inventor back in the day. He invented some machine that could, like, read words off of paper, and it would, like, say it out loud. Oh, okay. Anyways, he had a documentary a couple of years ago where he was basically trying to live forever. <laughs> so he started, like, doing all this research on his own. He was an engineer, so he was, like, going to try to – re-engineer like his body and so he was just looking into like what all these cells need and all this stuff like that and he was he would take like i don't know 40 supplements a day i'm curious again he doesn't look like particularly young or you know like young for his age but i'm just curious to see how that works out for him sure you know i just i want to see i i hope it works out for him because if he's doing something that i can do i would like to do it myself you know yeah one thing, one thing that seems to be kind of like a common trend in the, you know, keto, paleo, whatever. It's it's uh, around organ meats. Mm-hmm. So like eating things like liver are so nutritious. Like it has it has vitamins and nutrients like whatever kale, like eating kale has. Yeah. And uh, there was this guy I can't remember his fucking name, but he was on Rogan and he he brought up the point because he he kind of advocates for like a carnivore type diet. Yeah. We can eat almost all animals but you definitely can't eat almost all plants like if we go out into the woods behind the house and we just start grabbing shit and eating it we'll probably get sick maybe even die yeah but if we kill an animal and cook it to a safe internal temperature unless it happens to be sick or something fucked up which you would probably know from looking at the meat you can probably you can eat about any fucking animal i remember you saying that a while ago and that that's when, something that people discover this guy uh mark yeah um a few weeks ago i was oh, kind of okay. already doing uh like a keto thing like just cutting out the process you know the bread and shit um 
So I, it made it real easy for me to buy into what he's saying because I had already felt the effects of it. I had already done a 48 hour fast. So, you You do get like into a euphoric state when you, you know, like when your body finally, like, it's almost like when it finally gets rid of all the bullshit and it's almost like your body can relax at a certain point. Yeah. And you just feel like so good. Well, and I think what happens in the way that we eat most of the time as standard American eating, you, most people don't know what it's like to actually be hungry. No. Like they're literally, it's time for lunch. It's time for dinner. It's time to have a bedtime snack, go to bed. It's like, when's the last time you were actually hungry to where you're like, I need to fucking eat. Yeah. For most people, it's been years. You know, you, you said something earlier too. It always bothers me. All right, and and I don't have anxiety issues. I mean, maybe a little bit, like in certain situations. I'm not the most sociable person. Sure, sure. But there's so many people with, like, anxiety and depression, and I always wonder, hey, man, what are you eating? They're eating bullshit. I would bet money. almost always eating bullshit. And I'm like, well, have you ever tried changing that? Well, it's not that. Yeah, but if you haven't tried changing it, you don't know. Again, it's, it's hard for me. To, to say anything because I don't have these issues, so I can't tell them they're wrong. I've never experienced what they're experiencing. Sure. Okay. You have a pretty quiet mind, let's say. But I just look at it like, all right, well, continue doing what you're doing then, you know. Well, as somebody who's been super anxious at points in my life, I can yeah. tell you it, the last, you know, month and a half, almost two months, I feel like a different person. Yeah. You know, it's, but I mean, I'm, I'm doing other things. Sure. I'm not just eating right and exercising. Like I, I'm making an effort to, if I don't read every day, mm-hmm. I'm reading every other day. I got this game that I'm fucking addicted to. It's called Nana. It's like nanogram.com or some shit. Okay. It's basically like these logical puzzles where like it gives you a grid. Like you start with like a five by five grid. Sure. And then it's got numbers on like the X and the Y at the top and on the left side. And it tells you, like, how many blocks are going to be shaded in. But then if there's, like, two numbers, there will be, like, let's say it's a two and a one for this row. Yeah. So you you need two blocks that are shaded in and one that's shaded in, but they can't touch. So there's kind of, like, a, a, a logical process to, like, oh, okay, like, it might give you a couple that are X'd out that aren't going to be shaded. So then if it's, like, if that row needs four and there's only two spaces available and then an X, like you know that it's not there. So you X those out and then you translate that into the column and it ends up making this dumbass picture, which I care nothing about, but I like the idea. You only get three misses yeah, or you, and you lose. And some of them are 15 by 15 grid, which are pretty so, fucking hard. So this game, does it, does it help you quiet your mind or is it just, you're better at this game now that you've been doing all this stuff? I think it's just like an exercise for your mind. I think it's something that you just, you're having to really think about it. You're having to focus and remember numbers. And I think it's just kind of like a sharpness thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's like changing my life or anything like that, but I I just think it's something to keep your mind at. And maybe you're, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe it's like, I'm worrying about these stupid little grids. Then, you know, what Justin's doing when he hasn't texted me back in six hours. Now, I got to tell is. you, <laughs> I, I do always have something to think about. And maybe that is part of the reason why I don't have anxiety. But it, it's the people with anxiety, maybe they just think about their anxiety all day. You know, maybe it's just this stupid loop that their mind is going in. But for me, you know, I've always got something going on, like either trying to research something to buy or thinking about work or what I got to do that day or whatever. I have no idea where I was going with this. But 
Um, when I had COVID, I didn't think about anything. I just, <laughs> I literally sat in my house. I was just flipping through shit to watch on TV. Right. It was amazing. I was so relaxed. I think my resting heart rate when I had COVID was like way lower than it would have been normally. And it, it, I sort of tracked it. It sort of did tick up as I got closer and closer to having to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, suck. yeah. I mean, it, you know, our job can be dangerous. It can definitely be stressful. It's so stressful it's, to have to be somewhere at a certain time. I fucking hate that feeling. Isn't that weird? That's that's the, one of the greatest things about this chiropractor that a friend of mine referred me to. Um, his name's Doctor uh, Daryl Laginus, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he's up on he's in Temperance. He's up on Lewis Avenue, but it's walk-ins. Oh, that's nice. So I don't have to make an appointment if I if I'm feeling sore for like a I lifted heavy yesterday. I just fucking go. Like he's got awesome. two. He he's got uh, hours. He's only open on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's nine to noon or it's two to six, and he's really good. He's. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been very pleased. I, I like, and it's, I like that and, it, well. and you know what? It's really cheap. It's really really cheap. Your first visit is sixty dollars, and then after that, even without insurance, it's thirty dollars a visit. That's not bad. So you go in. He usually like. If you want, you don't it's have to. It's weird to have your first visit be the expensive one. It's just like a to see what your history is or whatever, you know. Okay. It's just like, it's like you, a, a initiation fee you know, or whatever. If, if you're a drug dealer, you want the first one to be the low price. You don't like, all right, hey, you want to try heroin? $10,000, but then it's 48 bucks. Yeah, but the, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, you know, because I think sometimes if you have like, oh, you know, I kind of got in a car accident. I think there's like potential x-rays and sure. stuff to where, maybe it just takes you know, or medical history. Yeah, they're making a file for you. I mean... It's probably a little more work for them than when you're just coming for maintenance. Yeah. Um, so, but like I say, you know, $30 a visit, like I use my HSA account, it's it's money I didn't pay tax on. So it's like, it cost me 20 bucks. Right. It's fucking, it's totally worth it. I feel way better. I've never gone to a chiropractor, but there are people that do say it's like life changing. Like once you start going to a chiropractor, you feel so much better. Yeah, and I mean, his whole thing is he's not telling me to come all the time. He's not trying to do it to get money out of me. He goes, just, "You're just coming constantly." <laughs> I'm just coming. <laughs> I'm coming in the gym. I'm coming with the the women. Uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> so your Arnold impersonation? Yeah, that's Arnold from the original Pumping Iron Man. Yeah. When he talks about, it, he's like, "I'm just coming all the time." Whenever I watched that, I was like, <laughs> "Good for you, man." Whenever I watch something, I'm always like half tuned out of it. And I remember like that happened, and I'm watching this, and I'm like. <laughs> Looking around, there's did nobody that, there. I'm like, did, that did really I just happen? imagine that he said that shit? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? If they got a, and then in that same interview, he's like, I, you know, I don't have a type of woman. If they got a big ass or a little ass. Yeah. Big teats, like, little <laughs> teats. This guy was the governor of California. They never made a commercial about that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, his opponent didn't bring that up because everyone loved it. I mean, like, and then the other line from that movie that I'll never forget is there's, they're at like an expo or something. This fucking, what was it, back in the 70s or 80s? Yeah, something you know, like something. And this fucking guy goes, so what is it, Arnold? You drink you drink skim milk or what? He goes, milk is for babies. Men are supposed to drink beer. <laughs> 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 Such a fucking great dude, man. That dude, you know what? That's a guy that figured his fucking life out. He took control of his life. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I could just sort of exist or I could actually like, apply myself in certain areas and try to, you know, have goals. Well, it's like if I compare what I'm doing now to what I was doing a few months ago. Yeah. Okay. I was eating whatever was, you know, pleasurable to eat. I'm getting drunk. I'm doing, which I'm not saying I'm perfect at at not getting drunk now, but I'm just saying there's not even like a desire to do it when I'm working out, doing the right things. But your body, like I'm saying, like I was saying before, your body is going to create a struggle. And if it's all in your head, 
you, unless you're doing something to combat that, that just increases your level of misery. Yeah. So why not create a little bit of misery for an hour in the gym or the next day when I'm sore as fuck and, and feel better about yourself, have more energy to play with your yep. kids, have more energy for fucking, you know, I, it's I, like, I tell that to my kids and I know my kids are young, but I want to instill these values in them. My daughter, if I don't make her move around, will literally, she will lay in bed all day on her phone. I mean, it, it is insane. And I, I watch her do this and I'm like, you know, you don't know it now because you're young and everything's working properly, you know, and you have a nice home life or whatever. But first of all, you're, you're weakening your mind and you're weakening your body. You know, you need to get up. You need to move around. If we got to go outside, let's go outside, you know? Right. So I'll just tell her, hey, you need to get off your phone. You need to get out of bed. I want you walking around. I said, get, we have a little exercise bike. I said, get on the exercise bike. Give me a half hour. Yeah, even if it's 10 minutes, you know, whatever it is, start small. But you just show them by example, right? you know. Show them, you know, get out there and do shit yourself and be like, hey, I'm going to do this. You guys want to go? My exercise bike, it's in front of the TV. I say, when you get on it, I don't care what I'm watching. You have control of the TV because you're doing something more productive than I'm doing. That's awesome. I'm just sitting there. So, I mean, it's bit me a couple of times where I'm, like, playing a game. And they're like, hey, I'm going to get on the bike. And I'm like, all right, it is a rule, and I got to stick with it. That's awesome. It is for their health. And I also tell them the same thing about eating. It's like, you know, it's fun to eat pancakes. Everybody loves pancakes. But sure. you got to have vegetables every day, every yeah. single day. Well, they should be meat. I mean, you know what? Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I mean, they eat no, meat too. Yeah, no, I'm just giving you shit. But, like, it's, it's funny because, like, a lot of the, you know, the former myths of this guy got, get, got into the podcast about statin drugs that lower blood pressure mm-hmm. and they're supposed to help with, with um, heart disease and things like that. Well, they all thought it was from cholesterol, right? Because in these blockages and things, there is cholesterol. Well, what the new science is suggesting or the science didn't really prove back then is that cholesterol is like something your body uses for repair. So there was an issue in this artery, whatever it was, you know, the bullshit diet you had, and there happened to be cholesterol. So they're thinking dietary cholesterol is the reason these people are getting heart disease. And there's very little proof of that. Now, there are some people who have too much cholesterol, let's say. And that can be an issue. I'm not saying stop taking your you know, blood pressure med, your cholesterol drugs. This is not medical advice. <laughs> not even close. But And, and then the other thing that people was... people from the refinery are listening, <laughs> chances are they're out of shape. Right. More so than maybe the average person. Right. Nobody listens to this. you got to remember that. But... Um, so anyway, the the other thing that these statin drugs do that they originally was in the patent for them is it fucks up your COQ10 levels, which I don't really understand what that does in the body, but but I that. think it's important, and I think you yeah. get it from your diet and things like that. So when they first did the patent, there was COQ10 in all these statin drugs, but it was expensive to it's expensive thing to make, mm-hmm. so they just took it out and submitted for a patent. You know, without the without that supplement in there, that would keep your levels appropriate. Yeah. So these people, so if you're on statin drugs, look into or talk to your doctor. Like, do I need to be on something with COQ10 in it? Don't take advice from me. Yeah. I also heard that um, when when you have like heart issues, a lot of times they're going to want to put a, a stent or whatever in mm-hmm. your heart. I think that's where they go in your pee hole or something, or like a vein. No, they, a lot of times they go into your calf or in your thigh. Is that what they do? They're but going anyways, to your femoral artery. They fucking, you know, jimmy something up into your heart artery, and then they, they put a stint to open it up. Yeah. I actually heard that that doesn't reduce mortality. 
No shit. Isn't that fucked up? That's a very expensive procedure. I mean, it's dangerous too. It's for like sure. maybe it helps like two percent of people. It's it's such a low number that well, you've they said make it's a, not even worth doing. Well, you've got to make a lifestyle change. I think in addition to the stem, yeah, for sure, because it does like it does open up the passageway. But if you keep smoking, let's say, yeah, you're just going to close that up. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it's funny you say something about stints. Is uh, Kaylee's dad just had you know not long ago back in the fall, like November time frame, mm-hmm. like about time when we had COVID, he had like a six or seven fucking bypass. Oh man! And uh, but he quit smoking. Well, good. And he's been he, it's great. He feels like he's ten, twenty years younger. And I said, well, the other thing you got to realize is those arteries didn't close up yesterday. Yeah, they've been being restricted for the last 20 years probably of smoking three, four packs a day or whatever it was. I'm like, so it's not surprising that he feels fucking incredible. Like, you know, somebody just took a a fucking weight off of his chest every time he takes a breath or every time he's laying in bed, you know, it's like, it's fat. So I'm glad he's not smoking still. That's fucking awesome. My question is, how are we going to keep this up? Because I've, I've, I've done diets before. But it just seems like there's always something, like a shutdown or something happens where it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have time now to make food. And I then think you I can make getting, time. Getting off of it. I think if you – It's you, the hard thing. I think if you – like, for example, the – you know, I – the last three days I worked 6 to 6, got off at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had some groceries from the weekend uh, for Monday, Tuesday, and then I wanted to get some stuff to make – not – it's not pasta, but it's like a pasta meal or whatever. But um, so on my way home yesterday, I just ran to Kroger, filled up one little basket, and fucking went to the gym. I mean, I just I made I made the time. I think we can make fitness? the time. Yeah. Okay. I've been there in a while. I think I'm going to cancel my membership and just try to work out at home. I mean, if you got the stuff to do it, I, I've just never been good at working out at home. Yeah. The one thing I do around here is I've been doing stre- like stretches lately. A lot of like these dynamic stretches, so they're not like. Like, you know, you go down, you hold your, you know, you reach down, you grab your toe and you hold it for a minute or 30 seconds or whatever. These are more like movements that like increase, are supposed to increase some flexibility. What do they call that? Is it like Tai Chi? Chi? Uh, It's kind of like a mix between like a yoga and like, uh, just kind of like, you know, you sit on the ground in a certain way and you, you know, stretch your back, stretch your, you know, you know, what's great about yoga is you can find a million videos online to do it and you don't need anything to do it really. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, and the, the girls are always super fucking hot that you get to watch. Yeah. That's a benefit. So that's a plus. Well, like, uh, there's YouTube videos for anything you want to do. Yeah. And that's, you know, our generation has the greatest resource to not be a bunch of fat fucks. I know. <laughs> We're still a bunch of fat fucks. What is happening? You know, it's funny because I could I could easily look up, like, recipes and stuff like that. Because one of the things, when you change your diet, you already have all these, like, options, especially, like, with fast food. Go to McDonald's. You can go to Pizza Hut. You can get whatever you want. You can almost never get something that's truly healthy. Like even Chipotle, which is a healthier option, it's I think. Pretty, it's pretty good, but they're you know they're still using oils that are probably There's not ideal. There's a ton ideal. of oil. There's a ton of salt in Chipotle. I yeah. could eat a bowl of whatever from Chipotle, and I have to drink like a gallon of water. So you know that there's a ton sure. of salt in it. And they have quesadillas now, which look amazing. Oh uh, yeah, see, I haven't been in Chipotle in a while. But if I go to like if I were to go to Chipotle today, like that was my option, or that's what you know Kaylee wanted to get, or something. I would do it, but I would just I wouldn't get rice. Mm-hmm. I would probably get like either steak or chicken. I would get the fajita veggies. I'd get some salsa, 
some guacamole, and then might or might not get cheese. You know the you know guac that. is extra, right? I do. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I love that they still I ask I work that. for a living. They're like, you know the guac is extra. It's like, dude, Chipotle's been here for like five years now. Like, we all know that the guac is extra. Are they still – there's probably still motherfuckers bitching a fit. Like, what, two more dollars? There might be. You know, I that know. might be why. It's probably in their policy. They just haven't changed policy. Yeah. They, I, maybe the last time I was there, they didn't ask me, and I was like, thank God, finally. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, eating, like, that that version of Chipotle with, like, no rice. Yeah. I, I might not even get beans. Sometimes I get beans. Beans do have a decent bit of carbs in them, but, I mean, just they, depending I've, on what time of day. Or, I've heard that. I eat the uh, the bean noodles when I eat, like, noodles and stuff now hmm. because they have more protein and oh, more soybean? fiber. Soybean noodles? They have soybean. They have black bean. They have basically every kind of bean. They have, like, a noodle made out of that. Right. Yeah, we got some incredible noodle thing from Costco, mm-hmm. and it's got, like, two or three net carbs in the whole bag. Like, it comes in this little bag. Yeah. But you kind of, they're kind of weird. Like, you want to add them, like, last minute to, like, spaghetti. Like, you don't want to be stirring them and, like, kind of overcooking them because they'll kind of, like, get disintegrate yeah. or whatever. So it's kind of like a last-minute addition. Like, they're ready. They're almost ready to go. He's yeah, got to warm them up. They're different. They're temperamental. I yeah. get the black bean noodles, and they almost have, like, a meat texture once you cook them. It's Interesting. weird. Yeah, it is weird. I'll tell you what I had the other night. I had a – I got it at Kroger. It was, like, Simply True or whatever, you know, organic brand. But I got a bison ribeye. Uh-huh. Dude, the thing smelled like shit. Really? Yeah, like, I don't – I Did felt it fine. Like it, shit? No, it tasted good. It – uh, I didn't end up getting sick or anything, but I – I had thawed it. It was in a um, like a vacuum seal, mm-hmm. and so I froze it for a few days, and then I think I thawed it out like three or four days before I ended up using it. So I don't know if that affected the smell, but I have. Heard, so I looked it up because I was like, I didn't want to get sick from fucking eating yeah, this and having sure. like a stomach bug for a couple of days. But they say a lot of times, like uh, cat, sometimes cow meat will smell a little bit like a cow. Like a, like if you're around a cow in a pasture or cow shit or whatever. So they say like the bison just. Smells kind of like bison. It's a little gamier. Okay. So it's a way darker meat. Like it's really, really like deep red. red. Like a re- yeah, it's like a reddish purple. But it, it ended up being good. I mean, it ended up turning out okay. I just air fried it. I've been. I haven't bought a grill yet, so I air fried or I pan fry them. I like the air fryer. But again, doesn't that cook cook it like to where the the fats are changing? No, I mean like the, the not too bad. The fats changing is not. I don't think that's a huge issue. You're talking about getting it too hot? Yeah. No, I mean, like, searing a steak, I think, is still okay. Now, when you get, like, a ton of char, yeah. they talk about that potentially being a carcinogen. They're not I've really heard that sure. Too. Yeah. But my air fryer only goes to 400. You, It's hard to even get, like, a, a crust on it. That's kind of the cool thing about the air fryer is you can really control it, whereas if you put it on the burner... Right. You know, you just got to kind of watch it, flip it. You know, yeah, you're not really, really sure know. how hot it's getting. But I always try to cook to like an internal temp. I figure that's the most consistent way. You know, if you set a steak out for like an hour before you cook it, helps kind of the inside warm up. Because mm-hmm. what I've, my experience has been you take one out of the fridge, you throw it in the pan, sear it real hot, you end up with like the outside very done, and then the inside's still pretty fucking raw. Or like, you're like, man, do I microwave this and just ruin the texture of the yeah, whole exactly. thing? You know, it's like, I mean, I'll do it because, like, like I said, my my relationship with food has very much changed. Like, and I think the doing the two day fast, it you really start to realize it's very much a mental game. And like I say, if you if you start eating the right things first and getting on a higher fat diet, you the the fasting is very easy. It's not even a hard thing to do. 
do you eat a lot of like uh i know one of our coworkers. he's on a, maybe a keto diet uh-huh. is that what you're on as a keto diet or is it no i'm trying to do different? something almost more like um paleo okay or it, it, which i believe is like all primal food like so it's foods that were around before civilization okay is the idea because then it's it's not processed like we weren't harvesting grains we weren't farming is the idea from what i understand mm-hmm. so it's just getting back to like if you whether you believe in evolution or not there's very clear indicators that we can eat every couple of days I we have to have water 6000 years old <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like it's it's like we're eating what you're supposed to eat because like there wasn't really cancer and there wasn't really like the Alzheimer's and all these yeah. things all until be. civilization became a thing yes. and the, and the invention of bread and, and these grains and things that, you know, are very clear that, you know, we have like gluten, like a lot yeah. of people are sensitive to gluten. Yeah. And that seems to have like snuck up. I mean, I didn't know about that until maybe like four years ago or something. Right. But it's always been there. It was a thing. It's always been there. Right. But it's, it's, you know, research has advanced. But the allergies to it. Like I remember my mom one day, she's like, oh, I can't have gluten. I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? Right. (laughs) I've never heard of this before. And then I had a a friend like in the same week that was like, oh yeah, I can't have gluten. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very common thing. Dairy is actually another one that a lot of grown men, it's like, High seventy percent have some type of seventy or some type of sensitivity to dairy. Like I think I'm a little bit lactose intolerant. Like when you have a bunch of ice creams, give you the shits. I fucking love ice cream, and yes, it does happen. And they did say that like eighty percent of people or something are lactose intolerant to some degree. To some degree. So like when you eat enough of it, it creates an issue. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, when you want to eat ice cream, you want to eat a lot of ice cream. Right. Have you seen? um, I think the the restaurant is Odd Fodder. They have these ridiculous ice cream sundaes. I guess Kaylee got one for Eleanor. Uh-huh. Like I got forced to work a couple months ago on yeah. nights, and so they they door dashed it or some yeah. shit like that. And I guess this it had like all this candy and shit in it. It is it was ridiculous, fucking crazy. You know she what said it is? The amount of stuff that was on it was it's, like more than the sundae. It's the type of thing that you get and you put on your Instagram account that you got it and you get a bunch of upvotes because it's like twenty bucks or something, isn't it's it? It's something crazy, but they literally have. Like this cup, and it's full of ice cream, and it might have like a piece of cheesecake on a toothpick sticking out on one side, and then some fucking cotton candy, and then like a lollipop. Yeah. And then around the rim is like sprinkles and chocolate or some shit like that. It's so insane. I mean, it doesn't even sound like it would go that well together. But it works. All that stuff. But it just, it looks so ridiculous that you could take a picture of it and put it on your social media and get a (laughs) bunch of likes. And I think that's the reason it works. But I kind of want to get one because. Right. Just because maybe I'll have a cheat day where I can do something. Yeah, that's what, like I say, my kid had it, and it was fucking, you know, my kid's got a sweet tooth. Like, she gets it from her mom. She has to, because I've just. You've never had a sweet tooth? Well, I I go in spurts. Like, you know, let's say six months ago, I started getting a hankering for ice cream. Yeah. And I stopped, like, three days in a row and got, like, a blizzard at that little place in Rossford. There's that little Cyclones place yeah, or whatever talking. it is, the Bulldog place. Right down the road from Moe's. Yeah, it's like across the street from the school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I might go there like two, three days in a row. And then I might not eat ice cream again for like a month 
or two months. It's what, like what it, stops you? Because once I start I doing that, I gotta like, all right. It just doesn't feel. It's not. It's not appetizing. Like mm-hmm. I, I would get like the. I don't know, maybe my body needs some dairy at that point, and that's you know maybe there's something triggering that that you I don't might have see. like a deficiency. Yeah, maybe. Where ice cream has a little bit of it, so you have to eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> right. So I eat it for like two or three days, and I'm good. You know, I just it doesn't even. Sweets have never been my thing. I would, oh, man. I would almost much rather eat a bag of Doritos or Funyuns than fuck with any kind of ice cream. That's interesting because Doritos have like no appeal to me whatsoever. We're all wired different, man. That I've always cool. been more of like a salty snack. Like yeah. I'd rather eat a hot soft pretzel with like some beer cheese or some nacho cheese than a fucking ice cream sundae. Oh shit! Like any day. It's funny because a, a guy that we know was talking about. Uh, his significant other eats a lot of sweets, like eats a lot of like carbohydrate type foods, and um, they're very slim. And I, I'm a sweets type guy, and I don't want to say that I'm very slim. I mean, well, I mean, I'm probably you're, slimmer you're, than most people. Your build is fairly slim. Yeah, you know, you don't have really broad shoulders. You don't have like it's got super a thick sloppy. limbs. Right. I mean, yeah, every, everyone can pack on gut, <laughs> gut weight. You know, well, we can all do it. That was definitely my thing. But I mean, I mean, looking at you now, you're you're definitely a lot smaller than you were before. But I remember working with a guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like sweets." And he was the fattest dude that I I knew at the time. I'm like, "You don't like sweets? How the how the fuck did you get so big, <laughs> dude?" There's all kinds of high carbohydrate, but it was other types food. of carbs. It was yeah. other types of carbs that were salty, and I think pizza. You know, all these things. You mix the, the carbs with the salt, and maybe they just retain more water, which just made them expand, and then, you know. Or in just high high amount of calories. Even yeah. if you just go to calorie deficiency or, or um, you know, an abundance of calories, right. a surplus. Um, I mean, you can you don't have to eat ice cream to get fat. You can eat nothing but cheeseburgers and get fat. You can eat nothing but pizza True. and get fat. I mean, True. it's just I think the biggest misconception. Like, remember the food pyramid? They talk about the food pyramid in this book yeah. and how that was like the bi- like one of the biggest fallacies that have ever been done in the U.S. Yeah. Like it's almost as big as like the the cannabis thing, you know, that happened 100 years ago. It's like it's crazy that you would think that, what, 60% of your diet needs to be grains? When you've got there's – there's guys out there doing ultra marathons that eat paleo, that do intermittent fasting. Yeah. And they'll, what they'll do is they'll actually – They'll do like some glucose on the day of the of the race mm-hmm. so that they have the energy for their muscles for that long sustained burn or whatever. Because yeah. they're running 100 miles or 200 miles. Sure. And But it, it comes back. One thing that Mark talks about in that book is that once you have what he calls metabolic flexibility, your body will run on fat or sugar. But the idea is to get out of that cycle of produ- constantly your pancreas producing insulin. Yeah. Which I think it's the pancreas, right? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully I'm right on that. Because <laughs> I've said it like three Look, times. If you're if you're getting medical advice from this podcast, I mean, what are you even doing? Yeah, Lord help you. <laughs> but if you do want to lose weight and feel better, I know Heroin. the path. Oh. No, I know the path. I mean oh. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. And it's it's not anyone can do it. Yeah. It's not it's not like I have a special skill that gives me the ability to do this. It's like just start incrementally. First just cut bread out. Cut out bread and pasta. Just start there. Keep putting cheese on meat. Keep putting Parmesan on your fucking broccoli. However you got to do it. Butter the shit out of it. I mean, butter's not bad. Like, there, that's been a misconception, right? Like, I remember that I can't believe it's not butter when that shit come out? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you leave that shit on the counter and the flies don't even fuck with it. Yeah. Like, how's that not sending a signal? Like, that flies aren't eating. They'll eat shit. Remember, I used to have this spray. Yeah, so they, uh, you, you could spray it on stuff. They're so convenient. <laughs> it was so I still love spray. It definitely butter, didn't man. taste like, like the I can't believe it's not butter. I can believe it's not butter. I've had <laughs> regular butter, but it's funny because we had margarine. We, I think back in the day, they thought margarine was actually better for you than butter. Yeah, that's what bullshit. I'm saying. It's 100 percent bullshit. And uh, so yeah, it did taste like butter to me because we always had margarine, and that's what I thought butter was was margarine. Yeah, and I remember. I would go to like a restaurant or something and they would have real butter and I'm like, man, this fucking tastes awesome. Like it's just got a, like a, butter has a weird flavor because it doesn't have a ton of flavor. No, but it's got Once something there. it hits there. your fucking lips. Oh, it's yeah. so good. When I take a steak and I get done cooking it or like I did uh, some tuna steaks the other day yeah. where I cooked it in a pan. Well, first I cooked bacon in the pan. So I got bacon grease in there and then I put like a tablespoon or whatever, or, you know, the increment on the, on the, um stick of butter i put like two of those increments in there and then as i was cooking it i just ladled it onto it so it was like hot not at the smoke point or anything because that with butter you do have to worry about getting too hot that's when you can change like you were talking about the molecule yeah and you start smoking it you're actually doing a chemical change there but i just kept ladling it onto that uh tuna and it was like the outside got like a decent little like brown crispiness on it and then the inside was still like pink in the very middle dude it was so fucking good i feel like the amount that we're talking about food <laughs> we're like hungry right now no i'm good i could go i could go till tomorrow or fucking saturday before i, oh, eat. I couldn't i'm ready to eat i mean i, I ate before the podcast so i'm good oh. i'll probably eat, i'm gonna either eat that spaghetti shit that i made or um make some alf- chicken alfredo my kids are making me spaghetti and meatballs tonight which i won't eat they'll eat it but well that's good yeah I like that they can cook for themselves. Hell yeah. It makes me happy. And that's a good skill you're teaching them right yeah. there. I mean, to, to not always rely on, like, running to McDonald's. To, I mean, that's you're setting them off way ahead. I always I kept telling them that we were going to buy Roblox stock, too. Yeah. Because Roblox stock came out, and they still love Roblox. I mean, we have VR. They still go back to Roblox. We have, you know, all these things that are entertaining, Mario and the Switch, and they still love Roblox. That is yeah. their jam. I'm so sure it'll do well. I said we need to buy some Roblox stock because they'll pump it up themselves if they have to. They just got Roblox gift cards today <laughs> because they we bought an extra copy of Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. And then we moved the couch around and found the old copy of Super Mario Odyssey. Uh-oh. So I, I told my daughter, I was like, you can sell your copy that you bought. And so she did. So she got some Robux. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to use that to help them like learn the stock market and shit like that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. And know that they can make a little money. Yeah, for sure. Well, and but the, the thing is so hard. I, there was this really interesting uh, Mark Cuban interview mm-hmm. where he talks about if you have 50 grand in cash, 50 grand in the bank, he goes, you think you're going to do better than Goldman Sachs and all this shit playing the stock market? Now, in your case, you've got, you've done pretty well. You do yeah. some research and, and you, you're, you followed your gut and it has worked out, right? But to the, to the average person, the chances of it working out the way it's worked out for you it's probably pretty slim, just on a statistical level. You are more um, nimble than Goldman Sachs because if you pull a billion dollars out of a company or whatever they have invested in companies, just as they're selling it, it's going to go down and down and down. If I've got fifty grand and I sell fifty grand worth of stock, it's not going to do shit to that stock as long as it's you know something. Right. As long as everyone else isn't doing it too, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Right. But, but um. 
you know, and they play games with that. They don't they don't pull a billion dollars out of anything. They spread it around and they do it over you know weeks and months. But one thing he said that would actually help a lot of people financially is up your buying power, right? So if you've got you've got money and you've got just a little bit of place to store it, one thing that he mentioned was why don't you buy fifty tubes of toothpaste at a time? Like how much space does fifty tubes of toothpaste take up? Not much, right? Little box probably. Sure. Anyone can store that. So if you can save eighty cents a tube or a dollar a tube or something, yeah. And it's something you're going to use. You're never gonna unless you fucking die. You're never gonna not brush your teeth, right? So he was saying stuff like that, like buy things that you can like that don't go bad, mm-hmm. that you can store. He's like, buy those things in bulk because you you raise your level. Like, you can negotiate your price more, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, let's say it's a $3 tube of toothpaste and you get it for two fifty. You just saved whatever percent, you know. 50 cents, 50 times, so 25 bucks. Yeah. So you just saved $25 on something you're going to buy anyway. Yeah. And, yeah, you're, you're spending a little beforehand, but you do those little incremental things. Like, one thing we've been doing is um, at, like, Costco, we'll buy, like, you know, one of those six or seven pound packs of ground beef. Mm-hmm. And then Kaylee, wait, she bought a scale. She weighs it out, bags it, writes um, the date or something. Writes the date that we put it in the freezer. And that's why I bought that deep freezer. Like that thing's full of meat and, and, Is food it in your and stuff like that. No, it's just in my kitchen. Oh. It's just uh, kind of, it's it's over on that oh, wall, that's like right. on the I other see, side I see, of it. Yeah, the, I saw what it was. But it's not real big. I mean, it's decent size. Yeah. But it does the job. No, I think that's definitely good, a good idea. Did I tell you about how cold that thing got the one day? Uh-uh. So we put, like, a bottle of uh, Dwayne Johnson's tequila in there, mm-hmm. like Terramana, because I didn't have anything in the freezer yet. And they say, like, turn it to max to, like, get it down to temp, and then you can adjust it to what you want. And I didn't have anything in What's it. What's, like, the ideal temp for something like that? I just I, I want to say, like, a freezer is, like, below 20 mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, it doesn't have to be that cold. It just got to freeze. So I had it max, and I kind of left it for a day, forgot about it. Cause I didn't have anything to put in there. We hadn't went to Costco. Uh, I got some deer from a friend, something like you know. So I put deer in there, and uh, but fucking put this bottle of tequila in there, and like two or three hours later, when I was gonna drink it, it's fucking like frozen. Really? I'm like, what the fuck? How cold is this thing, dude? It got to negative twenty four degrees. Holy shit! I threw my meat thermometer in there. Yeah. And just set it in there and closed it. And like 10 minutes later, I pulled it out and it was minus 24 degrees that's Fahrenheit. Awesome. I couldn't believe that it could even get that cold. Yeah, that's I was impressive. kind of impressed. That's a deep, deep freezer. Yeah, so yeah. You, I, have, you like, don't need it that cold. I don't I don't want this heart to go bad. I'm going to put it in there and then <laughs> transplant it into something. Right. It's cryo, I got a fucking cryogenic freezer in my fucking, fucking kitchen. I don't even know if that would work. No, fuck no. That freezes it so much that no, it would, you, like, fuck the heart up. Oh, well, like, have you ever seen when they take liquid nitrogen and they dip a goldfish in there? No. Are you familiar with that? No. So liquid nitrogen is like, and I'm going to get this wrong, but let's say minus 176 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, it's really fucking cold. Well, in science classes, and it's probably on YouTube, you can put a goldfish in it because they're they're cold-blooded mammals or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they've got, like, this antifreeze shit in their blood. But, like, basically you can freeze it. If you drop it, it'll shatter. <laughs> but if you put it back in the water, it'll fucking still be alive. That's crazy. Now, what they don't show you is two or three days later, the scales start falling off of it. 
Oh, really? And it fucking, it will die. It seems die. like a it, really mean thing to do. It will <laughs> die. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a science. It's what I, it's feeder goldfish. I'm not saying like that you should be mean to animals or anything, but I'm just saying like, there are people who swallow goldfish because they're fucking assholes, you know, or whatever. No, they're oh, magicians. I bet, you, I bet you won't do that. I love how that's like what a magician does, even though it's not really a magic trick. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm going to swallow this goldfish. Well, it's like a skill, girl. like uh, fucking yeah. David Blaine. Yeah. He he swallows frogs, but do you know what he does to prepare for that? Three days before <laughs> that, he does water. Is he on his knees in front of some dudes? <laughs> no, three days beforehand, he only drinks water. And then before he does it, he drinks baking soda to neutralize all of his stomach acid. That frog he has, he swallowed that thing like a hundred fucking times. He's had it for years. Oh, geez. Yeah, like he he is. It does not hurt that Frogs animal like kill me. in the least. And he, well, and he chugs like seven or nine fucking little sixteen ounce water bottles to like get ready for it. But yeah, he like puts it down there and then he does these moves and brings it back up. It's fucking wild. Does these moves? Well, he have you seen how much water he can like spray out of his stomach, like through his mouth, without like a stop in it? No. I mean, it looks like he's got like a fucking water hose. Yeah, that's crazy. It's incredible. You know what I've noticed? Like, whenever I got the flu, it would be amazing how much I could vomit and shit, <laughs> and then you know not consume any water because I can't. Right. And it's like, how am I still alive? Like, there's so much material that has come out of my body without anything going in. Yeah, you feel like you're going to fucking collapse. Yeah. Like, you're pulling a fucking vacuum. <laughs> it was funny because when I got COVID, I wasn't really that sick at all. I mean, yeah. I had, like, a runny nose. So it wasn't bad for me. And thankfully, I was already, like, dieting and stuff. Not dieting, but I was already eating healthy. You're probably boosting your immune system already. I, I think so. And, you know, you talk about inflammation. Everything that I was eating was, like, a low-inflammation type food. And I think COVID causes inflammation in the lungs. If... It definitely it do, does in the brain too. That's what that that oh, really? doctor Mark Garden was talking about. He said, "So what got me to try that brain care too was he talked about his one of his daughter's coworkers got COVID, and he was like the nicest guy you'd ever met. Yeah. Like he's just like super generous, do anything for you. And then like within a week or two of him having COVID, when he was able to return to work, he's being a fucking asshole. So he gave him this. He's like, you need to take this supplement. I guess within like five or six days, his fucking mood switched back. Oh, that's awesome." So there's some there's some weird psycho psychological things that have been happening after people have COVID, but that kind of brings up the question: like people who have any mental health issue, let's right. say depression, anxiety, yeah. uh, aggression, is that if that's all inflammatory, they could maybe just fix it with their fucking diet. I know, I wonder that so much. But anyways, going back to like the flu thing, I remember I had the flu so bad one time I like threw up. And I don't know if it was dehydration or what, but it felt like, you know, when your foot falls asleep, uh -huh. I had that feeling all over my body. I was like, oh, what the fuck Like the is tingles? This? Oh, yeah. It was oh, awful. yeah. Because there's nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Is that what I you mean? Like you were kind of dry yeah. heaving? That was the most sick I've ever been when I had the flu that one time. But when I had COVID, it was just like, yeah. Right. Kind of sitting around the house like, all right, I can't go anywhere. So I, I just watched a bunch of shit on uh, Amazon Prime. Did you see any of those stats with uh, how... It's it's pretty peculiar how few of cases of the flu there have been yeah. since COVID became yeah. a thing. What's that about? Like the flu every year before 2020 killed hundreds of thousands of people and it just all of a sudden doesn't? Yeah. Like what's that? Yeah, everybody that had COVID. It was know, really just the flu? Well, I don't know that everybody had the flu, but if you had the flu, you probably got tested for COVID. But I'm just saying, like, that, that COVID test, how do you know that it's a COVID test and not a flu test? I have no idea what it was. I mean, I just, I mean, when I got my test and it came back positive, it was a fucking cheek swab. 
when I took the COVID test, I like shoved it into my nose, you know. Yeah. And there was barely anything on that little swab. Yeah. That I could see at least. I, I remember I saw like one little droplet of like sure. mucus or something. I was like, well, I hope. Well, did, <laughs> I now, did you get enough. the one where they went way up? You do it yourself, but they say it's supposed to go way up. I probably put it two inches inside my nostril. Oof. You know, so it was in there enough to where it was like past the opening. Sure. The one when I when I was sick last February and I had that just that stomach bug. Yeah. Um, and that was something similar to what you're talking about. I couldn't stop shitting, so I like got dehydrated and ended yeah. up having to go to the hospital and get IVs and shit. But when I got there, they did like an influenza A uh, swab, which was that original COVID test where yeah. it went like into your fucking brain, oh, like the real thin stick. Yeah. That's like, the lady goes, okay, puts her hand on my forehead. She's like, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. And all of a sudden I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, it's like, you just touched behind my eye. Like Dude, I felt that. It was fucked up. And then she, I go, let, just let me know when you take it out. She goes, oh, it's out. Like it was literally just, it was yeah. that quick, but it felt like it was still in there. Yeah. Like that's how, like it felt like she touched my fucking front of my brain right. with that thing. That's violating feeling. <laughs> I had I had something in my throat one time, and I had them check it, and they did. They put a camera up my nose, and then it went down my throat. No kidding. It it was the most. I don't want to say it was super uncomfortable. It didn't hurt, but it was definitely a feeling that I had never felt before. So it was it was weird. Probably feels like it's like choking you. I think. And and then when they pulled it out, they're like. They weren't slow about it. You know, it was almost like they were trying to start their lawnmower. They just kind of, like, yanked it out. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I started blacking out because it freaked me out so much. Sure. And then they're like, nurse, get in here, because I was, like, starting to lose color probably. (laughs) And I I remember telling my ex-wife, she's like, well, what happened? I was like, well, I didn't pass out all the way, but I couldn't see anymore for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it, it feels uncomfortable, but, like, we're pretty... I don't like that swab. That swab is different because that right. camera was smooth, but that swab is like, it's more abrasive. It's almost like it's like a little wire brush yeah. is what it felt like when she did it to me. But it was, it was tiny. Yeah. It was so thin. It's so much smaller than like a... Um, like a like, like a Q-tip? Yeah, Q-tip is what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I, I would describe what she used on me for that influenza uh, one as like kind of like a little uh, like pipe cleaner. But it, it was about the yeah. thickness of the actual stick of a Q-tip yeah. or less. Yeah. Like, it was very, very thin. But it was kind of rigid. It was real interesting. And like I say, she fucking, she just, like, she grabbed my there. forehead, fucking took it in her right hand, up my left nostril, and right back out. And I thought it was still fucking in there. It was such a weird feel. I swear to God, I felt it up in my sinuses, like, that are above your eye. Like, you yeah. know when you have, like, a sinus headache uh-huh. and it's all around your eyes? Oh, yeah. Like, dude, it felt like that motherfucker touched that shit. Right. There was a kid that, again, we were talking about magic. He was this kid that was, like, kind of into magic. He was one of those kids that, you know, he would go from school to school, and he never really, like, settled down in one area. That was, like, his way to uh, to get people interested in him, I guess. So when he moved to our school district, he would always put, like, a nail in his nose. Like, that was his thing. <laughs> it was sort of a magic trick. And all he would do is he would stick it up in that cavity, you know, that they're putting these swabs and stuff. Right. So he's probably okay with it, but everybody else that doesn't, you know, try to impress people with their fucking magic, right? They get a little confused. They're like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay, that's yeah. interesting." So you got any new tech things? You were saying something about a Sony phone. I want to hear about this. Oh, I, dude, this Sony phone is is pretty sweet. Is it a big phone? Is it is it is it Android OS? What is it? My okay. So my complaint 
with phones is I feel like they're always holding back on what they can do to get you to upgrade more often. So I feel like the batteries in phones are not as big as they could be. And I feel like they're always like getting rid of things. I like the headphone jack. A lot of people don't give a shit anymore for some reason. But wouldn't you rather have the option of the headphone jack? That's sure. how I look at it, than not have the headphone jack. And um, so Sony's got this phone that has a, a big battery. It has a headphone jack. Uh, it has a camera. It has the periscope camera, which takes up more room, but you can do like a... You know, like actual optical zoom. Yeah, like a 10x optical zoom. Oh, damn. Thing. So it actually, does it come out of the phone? Or is it all moving internally? It moves internally. So what it does is it uses like... It, it has the opening like a camera does, mm-hmm. and then it has a like a 45-degree angle mirror that bounces it inside the camera, and all the lenses move. So it's moving longitudinally on the phone. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. in, inside, of the, inside of the phone. And so these are all things that I wanted on a, like a compact phone, not like a huge phone. And it's How big is the screen? They've got two different versions. One has a 6.5-inch screen, which oh, I think big. is plenty big. That's as big as this phone right here. Yeah. And one has a 6.1-inch screen which is like a good one-handed sized phone. Sure. And they both have, you know, the same size battery. So it just got me thinking. It, it just has everything that I want. Now, the problem is, is like, the processor that it has in it is kind of shitty. Shitty how? Like, it's not yeah. going to perform, or you think it's going to use more battery? It's the latest Qualcomm chip, which is what every flagship Android phone is going to have in it. Okay. But it's made... Produced, manufactured, whatever you want to say, by a company that is not TSMC. TSMC has the the highest, like the best manufacturing process for processors, and that's what Apple uses, and that's why Apple phones right now have the best processors of any phone. And those are like the Snapdragons or something, is that what they call them? Apple has their own thing, but the Snapdragon is the Android version. Oh, okay. That's the Android flagship processor. And so the Snapdragon 865, which was last year's flagship Android processor, was made by TSMC. This one is made by Samsung. And the Samsung manufacturing process is not as advanced as the TSMC process. So I'm kind of bummed because that phone has everything I want except that shitty fucking processor that's made by Samsung uses more energy than the one that they had last year. Well, what's the what did the reviews say on it? Is the phone out? Or no, is it's it still... coming out in the summer. They just kind of like released the thing. I mean, but you it... can wait and see then. See up, yeah. see up. What kind of battery life? You know, like M MKD HD or whatever. MKBHD. Yeah, I want to see what he Marcus you know says about it and shit. He's he's pretty honest about stuff. I like his reviews. But what I like about the phone is, like I said, it has everything I want. And you, I would always get into arguments with people on the internet. They would say. Well, they got rid of the headphone jack so that they could fit, like, a bigger battery in it. Or they got rid of, sure. you know. But this phone has all of the things that, that I want that are important to me. It's got the periscope camera. I've been waiting for that. For some reason, all these phones had, like, the optical zoom. Right. And then they, like, got away from it to put in, I don't know, these other sensors it's that I don't really understand it's, what the yeah. fuck they do. There, there's, like, there. the way I understand it is, like, for example, I got the iPhone 12 Max, whatever, and it's got three cameras. Yeah. One of them is a more focused version. One of them is a wide angle, and one of them is like a standard. Yeah. Well, what they do digitally or with software is they can use a conglomeration of all three lenses. Yeah. And that's how they're getting, you know, 
these really nice looking photos in low light because you're getting three times the light. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like having an SLR. Yeah. You know, a giant lens. So it's pretty cool. And and Google's been doing it too. Google's, uh, like the Pixel phones, those have some of the best low light photo taking ability. And it's all I used to love their fucking night mode. I loved it. Dude, it's all software. Now this phone has a night mode and it's not bad. But it's not the fucking Google one, I'll tell you that. that really? Because I've night, seen pictures of it. It looks decent, but it could just be marketing. You know. And maybe it's they did something in post. Or maybe they're using a setting that I don't understand. Because this does have like some pro settings where you can actually take um, uh, 24-bit uh, color. Like you can take raw photos, they're called. Yeah. And a raw photo in like uh, any type of like photo editing, like Adobe or like uh, – like I think one I have is like Black Shop or something like that. But you can take a fo- like a picture today. It's pretty cloudy. Mm-hmm. You can take a picture and make it look like it's fucking sunny yep. with a raw photo. Yeah. Like because it's picking up so much information that all you got to do is move some sliders around. And you can make that photo look like whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. They really push the camera technology on the Sony phone, which, okay, I, I guess some people might be interested in that. and. Sony makes DSLRs, so what they did was they took their DSLR software and put it on this phone. And they, like the first 20 minutes of this presentation was just talking about all that stuff. So they showed, like, yeah, you can take the raw photo, and then you, they give you the sliders and stuff that you can fuck oh, with. Oh, so it's got the editing in it. On That's the phone, yeah, cool. if you wanted to try that. It's got all the Sony software. And I guess Sony's DSLRs are actually, like, the top of the pack when it comes to um, video because they have mm-hmm. some advanced tracking which this phone also has. To remain focused on, like, a subject. Yeah, yeah, so it can track your eyes, so it auto-focuses. So if you, like, go from way back there to way up close, you're always in focus. Yeah, I think a lot of vloggers, like, people who do vlogging and stuff, will have, like, one of those little bendable arms mm-hmm. and have, like, a, a oh, Sony... Yeah, yeah. Uh, like what do they call that, a gimbal? Pro shot. Yeah, either a gimbal or even, like, a fixed one. But, yeah, the gimbal's, like, you know, it keeps its orientation or yeah. it slowly pivots or... Gimbals are pretty interesting, man. You can do a lot of cool things with uh, just the – you can – it makes uh, video look much more professional yes. with a gimbal than, you know, in your hand. You know, we all are somewhat jittery. And even in our phones, it's impressive that there's stabilization because yeah, the camera's – I mean, the camera is fucking, a qu- you know, a half inch wide. Yeah. And somehow it's able to lock in and, and kind of smooth out those transitions that we all just kind of do if you're not, you know, walking with your legs super bent, trying to do something sim- cinematic like a, an actual film person would do. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. So I bought a DSLR yeah. to, to try to take, like, really nice photos because when I got rid of my, my Google phone, I knew that whatever phone I picked up since I was going to get a cheap piece of shit, you know, <laughs> wasn't going to have as good of a camera. And uh, I was like, well, I'll go on vacation, but I'll, I'll take this DSLR with me, and then I'll take really great photos. And it, they all look like shit, probably because you have to do, like, post-editing. It's probably some of that, and it's, you know, depending on wh- what your IQ is as far as setting the settings on the actual yeah. – like, based on the light, you're supposed to change, like, the ISO. Yeah. And you're supposed to change – like, that – the standard you get, like, too much noise or you don't get enough light. That's right. thing. Yeah. And then if it is a raw photo, you can probably clean a lot of it up in post. Probably. But if you, if it's way overexposed or way underexposed, you know, I, I used to, I used to want to learn more about it. And so that's why I'm using some hot button terms, but I still don't, 
you, you know, know, I'm not it, an expert or and anything. And honestly, like people on f- these Facebook groups, they'll share maybe their photography buffs or whatever. That's what they do. And they might take a picture of like a sunset or something. And it looks so fucking crisp yeah. and good. And you know that they spent some time doing that. I don't really want to do that, though. Yeah. But uh, you know what? We can probably use that camera to if we ever want to like put video. Like if I ever want to clean up all the bullshit that's sitting around like, so it's not – so it looks like a decent setup – you yeah. know, we could maybe record one of these of the video, like maybe our next taste test challenge or something like we that. Should, we you should, know? we should do. Get another guest on bring here. Bring some fucking fresh meat. Yeah. Because did you see they have uh, somebody, I think it was my friend Brooke, she tagged me in like uh, Truly or somebody came out with like an extra hard seltzer. Oh, really? And I was like, we got fucked up the last time. I'm Dude, like, I was you so imagine? fucked up. I don't, I don't normally drink like that. And especially now, like, can you imagine? Like, <sighs> I mean, I'm 40 pounds less. I, if we drank the same amount, and I've not been drinking, if we drank the same amount, I'd probably be slurring. You you got to imagine that that's how I was back then. Right. Just based on the fact that I'm lighter and I normally don't drink maybe, maybe like twice a month. Right. Is the most that I drink. So I'm normally pretty uh, <laughs> much a lightweight at this yeah, point. Yeah, that was very fun. And I had another drink on the side, like when we were doing that. I was drinking yeah. like Monster and vodka or something, you know. It's like I got to tell you, I going fucking hard. love energy drinks. I just love the way they taste. They're so bad for you. Even the sugar-free, the sugar. There's an interesting thing in this book if you want to get uh, to talk about, like, okay, so I'm not doing sugar. I'm yeah. going to do stevia or whatever the fuck's in this shit. Well, your brain says, oh, this is sweet. I should produce some insulin, right? But it's not sugar. So then what ends up happening is you have these sugar cravings because you're on the verge of low sugar. So it's it, it, it's this interesting, like... I've heard that our it's brain, for you. Our brain senses, like, yeah. like what we're putting into it, right? Based on the taste, it's acidity, you know, alkaline, whatever, and sweetness, saltiness. And it makes adjustments based on what it sees coming down the conveyor, Right, so when you trick it, when you trick fuck it with these fake <laughs> sugars like this aspartame and stuff, yeah, you end up eating worse. Like when you have like a diet Dr Pepper, yeah, that's what it's, I've heard. It's pretty interesting. So I've been trying. I do have these green tea things that I like that are diet, and I'm sure they have. Oh, I know fake what you're talking about. The ones you got at Costco, dude. Right? They're so good. Yeah, but I, you know what? I haven't had one in a few weeks now, but. Like on occasion, I'll probably have one. I think I'm tri- see what happens. I think I'm trick fucking myself because I drink decaf coffee all day now. <laughs> I think I just got to get rid of it altogether. Maybe that'll be the next step in my my diet. But it's not hurting anything. Yeah, I mean, coffee is not bad for you. It's there's no calories in it. Right. I mean, so it's, got it's, it's gonna it's gonna hydrate you if anything. So if it's getting you to drink more fluids, I don't see a problem they've, with. They've it. said that high, uh, coffee has like a diuretic effect. But then I also heard that that's actually not true. It does. It's the caffeine, but it's it's a the diuretic effect is less than the amount of water that's in it. So it you still can get hydrated drinking nothing but black caffeinated coffee. That's all I'm drinking. Non non caffeinated. But I think the diuretic part is the caffeine. So look into that, see if I'm right. But I'm pretty sure the caffeine, like caffeine, nicotine, like all these things are stimulants. I believe they have some diuretic properties, and that's. Part of, I think, why it stimulates your colon and yeah. some other things helps you shit. But does decaf coffee still help you shit? I don't think so. I, you know what? I don't need help shitting. If I eat quality foods, yeah, you know, I, I shit when I need to shit, and it's fine. You <laughs> That's know, good. There's no, like, I've never really had a problem with it anyways because I eat enough 
good stuff that even yeah, if you're I eating some, enough fiber crap. Sure. You know, it's coming out. Yeah. That's good. Right, well, let's, let's, let's end it on it the yeah. topic of shit. All right. Well, <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, hope you enjoyed. <laughs> they made it this Get far. out there and get healthy. All right.